0: Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the end of Biden's Build Back Better bill, a shocking interview with former President Trump, and Elon Musk paying $11 billion in taxes and owning the libs on Twitter. I'm Luke. And I'm Rhody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. So uh how's it going um it's good my week was good
1: uh my weekend was also good how was your weekend it was good i had a merry
0: effing christmas
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah any any um christmas miracles
0: uh no actually i was not i'm gonna be honest usually i'm much more on top of christmas but uh i've i've been having a little bit of a dental issue and uh so i've been concerned about that I'm going to the dentist tomorrow, so it's good. I'm being a responsible adult going to the dentist. Um, wow! Yeah, I know. Um, right? That's good. <laughs> yeah, and also I was a, uh, you know, I was making uh, lunch. All of a sudden, it was a last minute thing, so it kind of took up my time. But I, I wore my Santa hat while I was uh, editing this episode. And also listening to Baby, It's Cold Outside. So I kind of got a little bit into the spirit, you know. All right. Well, got to get into that, I guess, Christmas spirit. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's almost New Year's now. By the time this episode comes out, it's going to be almost New Year's. We got to. That's true. That's true. We got to
1: get, you know, as you uh, probably heard, it's going to be 2022. Or as uh, we post on our Instagram page, 2022. Or <laughs>
0: 2022. Electric Boogaloo,
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Every every time something follows with the number two, the sequel, you have to say Electric Boogaloo. It's like Step Up. Everything's now Step Up. The movie, apparently. Why? Because the internet said so.
1: Oh, all right. So if you guys like what we're doing, please like and subscribe on YouTube and share this video with your friends. When you subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know whenever there is new content. In addition, you can also stream our content on Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. There are so many out there nowadays, so it's yeah. hard to keep track what there is. So
0: Yeah, but we are on those platforms, so uh, please listen to them, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. So to get into the first topic, Biden's Build Back Better bill is banned alliteration anyway I mean, <laughs>
1: it wasn't banned it was just wasn't passed
0: okay roadie just okay just okay <laughs> just just okay <laughs>
1: fine fine i'll give it to you fine i was banned
0: <laughs> so oh okay so contrary to what's going on on twitter to what people are saying on twitter 51 senators said no to joe biden's build back better plan and this is very important for several reasons So, would you
1: like to first explain what that is for people who don't know
0: Yeah. So the Build Back Better bill was supposed to be Biden's big legislative achievement in his four years in office because he's not getting another four years. He's too effing old, right? (laughs) He's too old. He doesn't remember what he's doing. He was slurring his speech on the campaign trail. So by the time he comes to 2024, he's going to be a sack of bones. So this is his chance and he blew it, right? This was supposed to be his big bill that was supposed to change how American society operates essentially it was like trillions of trillions of dollars of spending uh i don't i don't remember exactly what was in it because it was just awful and it was for social services yeah yeah it was we covered it on the show before i just i don't remember exactly what it was and and quite frankly like it doesn't really matter because i like i remember seeing it was like all bad but it was you like know for
1: like you know healthcare welfare you know for people that need it that's basically to help people
0: everything but actual government spending which is to say that all these entitlements that is not the role of government they were going to spend trillions of dollars on but they weren't going to do anything that actually matters for government like th- that we actually need the government to yeah. do that no one else can do um but it's very important because The Democrats were relying on a Democrat senator, Joe Manchin, from West Virginia. Now, Joe Manchin, he's a Democrat, but he's, like, your dad's Democrat, you know? He's not a... (laughs) Like, you mean, like, chill? Like, not completely insane. Like, whatever, he's a blue dog Democrat. He's a Democrat from a very red state. And he's the senator. He's not from, like, some democrat district right he's the senator one of two senators of the entire state of west virginia which is to say that the people of west virginia despite the fact that they overwhelmingly vote republican decided to vote in joe manchin yeah fair enough weird well i mean listen joe manchin is a democrat a lot of these senators they live longer than the lifespans of certain like I don't – what's the voting history of West Virginia? I just want to see West Virginia voting history. This is the history. So in 2020 – so in 2000 even, it was a lot more split. In 2020, they voted overwhelmingly for Trump and in 2016 as well. It's been becoming red over time. But in 1996, the Democrats won West Virginia. Now, Joe Manchin, let's see when he entered the Senate, right? He entered the Senate – Oh, wow. Let's see. Wow. This is crazy. He was elected. He entered the office in 2010. So, okay. So this is very weird. Whatever. I don't know what's the deal, but they voted in Joe Manchin and uh, that's what happened. But he's not going to just go along with the Democrats on everything because he knows he has to answer to a state. In fact, he said so on Fox News. He was on Brett Bear and he said that if he can't go back to the people of West Virginia and explain to them what the bill is about and can't like, justify it to them. He's not going to vote for it. And fair enough, that that's sense. what politics is supposed Yeah,
1: completely. Like- well, because in the end of the day, you want to be voted in again. Like You want to win the, elect- the next election. And if you want to get the next election, you have to get the people in your state to like you. And I guess if you're a red state and you're a Democrat, you need to... You know, make sure that the people in West Virginia like you.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, but I was I was gonna go even a little more meta. This is what politics is supposed to be, right? There's a reason why in the United States it's district politics, not party politics. If you go to um, Britain, right, they have party politics. In Israel, they have party politics. Here, they have district politics. You don't get voted in as a Republican or as a Democrat. The Democrat and Republican parties. Are simply ways to fund certain people to get into government that's the reality right but they're not they're not officially part of the government, which is pretty interesting and so I guess what I'm saying is is it's very good for Joe Manchin for standing up for what's important and I'm not just saying that because he's a Democrat I'm saying this because he's being this is like very principled and I wish more people would go back to this uh, in terms of this types of politics. But the thing about Jen's – the thing about Joe Manchin is that Jen Psaki kind of threw him under the bus. And this is how you know that the Democrats are kind of done with him, which is to say that Jen Psaki kind of during a press conference, she said something along the lines of, oh, this was a sudden and shocking reversal or whatever. We didn't see it coming. We were blindsided, blah, 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 blah. What do you mean you were blindsided? Joe Manchin was saying the entire time, hey, buddy, I can't vote for this crap. This is not going to work well with the people of West Virginia. Right, and this is not a surprise. Like who, who was shocked that Joe Manchin wouldn't do this? And if Joe Manchin would have voted for it, guess who wouldn't have voted for it? Kirsten Cinema, and plenty of Democrats were not going to sign off on this because the reality is, is if you don't live in Brooklyn and your name's not AOC, you can't vote for this bill. It's it's completely just divorced from reality. And so, in response to this, a lot of the more progressive Democrats are telling the Biden administration that he should use his powers of the of the president, of the executive branch, to just enact certain aspects of the Build Back Better bill without the help of the legislature, which tells me that elected government is really just a show, right? If getting a bill shot down in Congress, right, just warrants the president doing it himself, then why do we have a legislature? What, who cares? What, what does it matter having a legislature? Because legislature... Puts in laws, correct? Well, yes. But my, my, what I'm saying is that if the legislature decides they're not going to pass a law.
1: Oh, and then Biden. And then the
0: president just does it anyways.
1: What's the point? Right. And then he's a dictator and, and not, it's a dictatorship and not a uh, democracy, essentially.
0: Right. So executive orders are supposed to really just be the president saying, telling his departments, the executive branch, how they're supposed to enforce certain rules so if for example congress passes a law saying you can't discriminate right so then the presidential administration might make an executive order saying like oh that guy over there he's discriminating go get him right that's what executive orders are really supposed to be executive orders are now and this is not just a democrat thing this is also a republican thing yeah right the the reality is is that it's a lot of it is you
1: get They turned it into that. Like, President Trump did a lot of executive orders. And then we saw, like, literally, as Biden became president, like, executive order after executive order boom, boom, boom. Well,
0: Obama was doing that, and Bush was doing it. So it's it's, it's become a
1: thing where it's like everyone's just reversing or undoing other people's executive orders.
0: Yeah, it's just a game of ping pong. It's like the Democrats get elected, they make the executive orders, and the Republicans get elected, serve it back to them. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, the country's never been more divided, honestly. And, and this is the problem we need to we need to get a we need to get a rein in on the executive branch. And what I mean by that is, is that the executive branch needs to execute the law of the United States. But if if Congress made a law saying that the executive branch can't make up new laws, right? They can't just go and say, oh, you know, we're going to make a new law now. Bye. See ya. Then the importance of, of, uh, of elected government would become a lot more important. But I don't see that happening because I think Congress likes not having any responsibility. I think they like that no one focuses on them and they just get a nice cushy paycheck to sit around to do nothing. Um, but whatever it is, what it is. Anyways, uh, so it's great that the Build Back Better bill is dead. But and hopefully this. Well, you think he's going to go through with it? The bill itself. No, it's dead. No, but you think he's going to try to do an executive order? Who the hell knows? Well, we have to wait and see. Probably. He might even do it over the holidays so that no one notices because a lot of the news organizations are taking breaks now. So a lot of people focus less on the news during the holidays, which is good for them. You know, you shouldn't be sitting there watching the news during the holidays unless you're me and you <laughs> care about the news. But. Um, wait, so if he does an executive order, then
1: what happens it doesn't go into it doesn't become law
0: it doesn't become law but it may as well be law like for it's the same thing with the with the vaccine mandates right if biden says osha needs to make a mandate saying that everyone needs to get the vaccine right if you work for a company you need to get the vaccine right and then um companies take it to court and they say oh we're not vaccinating our employees they can do whatever they want right but it doesn't really matter because enough people heard on the news, oh, um, there's a law saying I need to get vaccinated. I have to get vaccinated now. And companies will say, oh, we have to vaccinate our employees now. So they're going to enforce it. So you don't really need a law now, do you? No. Exactly. So that's that's how legislation is done nowadays. But um, also, one thing I didn't really understand is why the hell do they want to –
1: look, I understand why they want to do it, but it just doesn't make sense. We literally – It was just all over the news like last week about the entire inflation and, you know, supply chain issues and all that. Yet they want to now pass this bill, which would you would have to print out trillions and trillions of more dollars to to sustain this bill. And that would just make the inflation just go way up. Isn't like more it wouldn't this be more money than
0: the uh, infrastructure bill? Again, you're assuming that these people are operating in good faith, but at this point, I don't have enough evidence to suggest that. I have way more evidence to suggest that these people are not acting in good faith. That's why I don't believe that these people don't know what they're doing. It would take a very, very, very big idiot to make all of these mistakes without any malice whatsoever, which is to say that I don't think they're that stupid. I think there's lots of people involved like You've ever seen a decision and that's made by a bureaucratic body and you look at it and you go, how did this thing go through so many people and not one person said like, you know, maybe that's not a bad – maybe that's not such a great idea, right? Like no one ever decided, hmm, this is not such a good idea. And the reason is is because typically these decisions make these – these bodies make these decisions. And they're not interested in what's good and correct. They're interested in what's good for them and their bottom line. And the government's no different. The government just has no competition and has exclusive use of force. So that's it. But the government is not acting in our best interest. The government's not doing things because they care about us. And that's why I'm very upset about these Or one of the reasons I'm upset about these COVID measures, because the COVID measures are made under the assumption that the government cares about us, but the reality is that they don't, and they have no reason to say that. And if they don't know me, they can't make these decisions. If someone knew me and they said, hmm, you know, this COVID thing, it's really going to kill you, so I'm going to keep you in the house for a while. I would say, you know what? I understand. You're my family. You care about me a lot, so I'm going to listen to what you have to say. But the government has no business telling me to stay in my house, because... They Don't know me, they don't know who I am, right? Um, and it's similar to this, you know. I, I don't, I assume these people are acting out of malice and not out of ignorance. Uh, and that's why, like, we, I remember we had a discussion earlier about, you know, we were talking about Jeanette Yellen, Janet Yellen, uh, the, and um, Janet Yellen,
1: and how she wants to um,
0: tax unrealized capital gains. Was that it, right? Yeah, and you said that that these people are, are, are smart and that they went to all these good schools. And, and yeah, I yeah. keep on saying this, and I hope you get the idea that going to a fancy-schmancy university and having a degree doesn't make you all that smart, or even worse, it can make you very smart and very malicious. Elon Musk says that there are plenty of people with bachelor degrees who are morons, and we're going to talk about Elon Musk a little bit later in the show, so we'll have time to talk about Elon Musk and why he's one of the greatest billionaires to ever live on this planet why he's so amazing. We love him on the show anyways. Um, but let's get to topic two. I think we spoke about build back better enough. I think I've, ugh, I've had my fill of that. Um, now I want to talk about this topic. This is kind of the big elephant in the room. I never thought I was going to really talk about this cause I didn't know what I was going to say about it, but I guess the time has come. I kind of have to talk about it. So here it goes. Um, did Trump say FBB? And uh, you know, just to uh just to clarify, um there was an Axios article that came out by this guy, Barack Ravid, saying that in an interview he did with Trump, Trump said FBB, right? Fact check, I don't see any evidence for that.
1: Well, this was uh interview um the reason I mean what the article is saying the reason why he's saying FBB is because when Biden, you know, when the presidency um or whether it's true or not, whether the you know the election was was uh, was taken from Trump, so he feels betrayed that um, Netanyahu was one of the first people to just accept it and not question the election, um, and he felt betrayed by that. So right,
0: uh, so for example, Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil, and even Putin, they waited to see what was happening with the election results and everything, but. Netanyahu just kind of came out there and said, congratulations, Biden, you're a good friend of mine. It's, <laughs> it's not true. Um, or if it is true, that's even worse. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. even worse. So I can
1: see Trump being very disappointed because the number one thing Trump cares about is loyalty.
0: Um, yeah, that's true. That, that's, that's the thing that makes it believable that, that Trump loves loyalty. But let's talk about... Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the the like the the on the side of it happening and the side of it not happening. Right okay. on the side of it happening, there is that they they quote they direct quote him and they have it on the record. Right? Journalists typically don't go on the record unless they are told they're allowed to go on the record. Right? Okay. Yes, that's true. Right, and this is very important because if they if they if they say something. That was said off the record and they say as if it's on the record, the person who said it off the record is just going to deny it and they're going to lose credibility. So it would be a big risk to Barack Ravid's career if he just kind of made it up and said, oh, uh, Mm. Trump said FBB, right? Yeah, so
1: this is a pro, yeah, the argument.
0: Yeah, it's a pro. But the cons are as follows. Um, I've noticed that all the big news networks are talking about it. It's kind of like this clickbait thing. But when I go to the Daily Wire, they didn't, at least from my cursory search, they didn't really talk about it that much. They didn't, no one said anything about it. And the reason why I think that's a bigger deal than people realize is because the Daily Wire is not the Trump network. They were designed not to be the Trump network. Ben Shapiro left Breitbart because in 2016, he was not on the Trump train. The only person who's really, really pro Trump on the Daily Wire is Michael Knowles. Ben Shapiro is Trump fair, right? Matt Walsh, kind of not a Trump guy. Not never Trump, but he's kind of not a Trump guy. Andrew Claven, he's pro-Trump policies, but he always makes a point to say, I don't like Trump's behavior. Jeremy Boring, um, from what I understand, he's not so pro-Trump either. So as as I see it, if Trump actually said FBB, the Daily Wire probably would have covered it, which is why it's weird to me, number one. Number two, this is such a big bombshell of Trump saying FBB. Why have I not heard the recording? Why Why don't I have it in my ear right now listening to FBB? Not that I would have a problem with it. Like, I actually don't like Benjamin Netanyahu that much, right? I don't have a problem. Like, I didn't even have a problem with Trump saying it. It was more just like, okay, so where's the sauce, man? Where's the sauce? Um... Also, in the past, journalists have written fake books about Trump that have proven to be nothing burgers. Uh, I don't have any off the top of my head, but there were like two written during his administration at the very least. And so, I have to wonder: is this like another fake news thing? But even, even if during, let's say he, let's say that he does have a recording
1: in the interview, would he have said? You know the f word outright because he doesn't really seem like the type of person that says f someone. I could see him saying like, oh, you <clears throat> know, you know, oh, um, Netanyahu, he made a huge mistake, stuff like that, or like really misguided, or using different words. But like, so is he saying you know f b b metaphorically, or you
0: know, is is it did he actually say those words? So again, Trump has said the f word in public on occasions we have we have recordings of it on youtube so it's not that didn't shock me the f-word it wasn't the vulgarity it's more the kind of utter ignorance of how politics works maybe trump felt personally betrayed by bb but the reality is is that a person like trump knows that bb is a politician like everyone else and he should know that if trump is not winning you know bb's first bb's not the pres the, the governor of the state of Israel. He's the president he's the prime minister of Israel, a separate country from the United States, you know. So he's not he's not a Republican. You know, and as much and 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 while I kind of sympathize with Trump and I kind of even agree with him on some level, like I think the Prime Minister of Israel should be a little more cognizant of what's going on in the United States and kind of throw his throw his hat into the ring a little more with the right, considering that Yair Bolsonaro threw his hat in the ring with Trump and there's a lot of other you know, right wing politicians around the world that are throwing their hats in with other right wing politicians. And it's kind of odd to me that Israel of all countries is kind of trying to play it safe and trying to be both, you know, be the friend to both sides, when no other country does that, right? Other countries, their politicians, like the politicians of their side in the other like their their counterparts. So it's kind of odd to me that Benjamin Netanyahu didn't kind of stick by Trump more. Um, but at the same time, Trump had to have understood on some level that Benjamin Netanyahu is being the prime minister of Israel, and that's also important. So it kind of is bizarre to me that Trump, w- like, it It seems fake news almost because you would have to assume that Trump is such an idiot that he doesn't know how politics works. I mean,
1: he does, but that never really stopped him from calling people out, even in the U.S. I mean, sometimes he, we have seen in the U.S. probably, you know, Governors, senators, other politicians make the same choice in terms of betraying Trump in a certain way because of politics, like it wasn't personal, probably. But you know, he's but Trump has called them out for it. So,
0: but I think in the United States, the issue is that there's no, there's nothing. Like, first of all, in the United States, if let's say you're a Republican, you know, House of Representatives guy, right? I don't want to say you have an obligation to do so because you really don't, but you are kind of expected to be on your president's side, right? And so it would be much more reasonable for Trump to kind of dismiss a Republican lawmaker who is being – I guess not playing for the same team. But if – but once you get into politicians of other countries, they also have to make nice with whoever's in charge of the country even if it's not you, right? So – does he not know that like the prime minister of Israel has an obligation to be the prime minister of Israel and be on good terms with the United States no matter who's in charge?
1: Well, that's the point. So they – yeah. So that's why he would say, oh, congratulations, Biden, because you want to be on good terms.
0: Right. And so, But that's why I doubt that he actually that, – that's why I doubt Trump said FBB because it would require Trump not to understand that on a very fundamental level. That's a very fundamental thing to understand. If you're in politics, you need to know that.
1: You're Do I agree that – Right, but also at the same time, if, if Trump himself didn't believe that the election was, was true, okay, then he would want people to be on his side. And the more support he has on his side, the more leverage he has to combat what
0: – Right. But the thing is, is – right. But the thing is is that it doesn't matter what the prime minister of Israel thinks about the election. What matters is what the numbers say in the election and what the courts say and what, what the people say. The prime minister of Israel has no impact on the election. Um, I mean you're right. Which – right. So it, So it's not the prime minister of Israel's job to sit there and parse the information. That's why I don't actually believe Trump ever said this stuff because it would require Trump to be such an idiot. With international relations to say this that being said i totally agree with what trump said if he said it i totally agree f benjamin netanyahu he is just all so bad in israel um everything in the past couple of years that benjamin netanyahu did was only because trump gave him permission that's it so but part of the other part of the
1: second half of the article is talking about by him saying f Bibi was a say about, um, I guess the support, um, that he has for either, you know, Israel like Jews or, or like, like, will that affect, will that affect, um, conservative Jews perception of Trump?
0: Well, it seems that the, it seems that like the big Republican Jewish coalitions, um, they don't, they don't care. They don't think, they don't think it matters. Uh, My opinion is as follows. It doesn't affect my vote, but it is kind of annoying that he would say that. But that being said, I think there's a reason why, for example, the mainstream media is pushing this narrative, but like the alternative ones aren't. And I think it's for the simple reason that it is. it seems to be more about sowing distrust in a 2024 Trump run. What it's designed to do is that if you're like, let's say, a pro-Israel Jew who's like, you know maybe liberal on most issues but it's like pro-israel to a fault and you can't vote for democrats because they're not pro-israel right come 2024 if trump runs again you're supposed to second guess yourself you're supposed to say hmm trump's not that pro-israel after all because people always remember the last thing
1: yeah they're not
0: going to remember <laughs> they're not going to remember what trump did for israel they're going to remember what trump said about Net- netanyahu even though Of all the presidents that Netanyahu dealt with, Trump was easily the most respectful. He had the best relationship with. It's so stupid how it works like that. (laughs) What do you mean how it works like that? In terms of like, you know,
1: you always remember the last thing they did. You don't remember or look, you always look over – you know, either the good or you know the other things they did for for the country. You always look at the last thing. It's like, oh, the terrible person because you know he said FBB, but about everything else that you know Trump did for for Israel, I
0: mean, right? That's why I think it's not really going to go anywhere. Number one, because I think a lot of the sources that the people who are pro Israel read, they're not necessarily going to see this story or they're not going to care about it. But also, just as a matter of you know, it's such a It's such a contrast of what happened and what Trump did for Israel. Um, So I don't don't think it's going to go anywhere. But that's what I really think it's about. It's about the the attack on Trump. And I'm not even saying that Trump is the best candidate for 2024. Like that's a discussion for a different time. But let's just say you're the left-wing – establishment the blob right you're you're this big conglomerate of different interests and you're all converging on we don't want trump as the president again right what do you do right you know that trump wants to run in 2024 he's he hasn't said it but he's made it pretty crystal clear that if he's not running he's going to be make being the kingmaker what do you do to prevent Trump from having that say in the 2024 primary and therefore kind of jostling the Republicans a little bit and, and making it a little more difficult for them? Well, what you do is you kind of destroy their number one candidate. You don't allow what happened in 2016 to happen in 2024. You jostle the candidate, you, you dig up more dirt, you, you break up his coalition. And part of that is making him sound like a bad person. And to be fair, it's believable enough, so there are people that are gonna believe him, but um at the same time, you know, you just have to be wary of this stuff, man. That's why you can't listen to fake news. It's very important you can't listen to fake news. <sighs> Anything else to add? Nah no, I was gonna say, but I like listening to fake news. oh yeah, well that's what we get paid to do, or not get paid to do. We don't actually get paid for this, so <laughs> That's true. <laughs> out of the we don't of get our, paid. Out of the goodness of our hearts. We do this for you guys. We, we sacrifice so much so that you guys can be in the know. We watch CNN, so you don't have to. <laughs> we, we, go, we go to the airport and we watch CNN there, so we don't have to pay for it and you don't have to watch it. <laughs> we're, we're the, we... we <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Although now we don't go to the airport cuz uh, it is illegal for me now to leave Israel because of the lockdown. Yeah, why would you have to go to the airport to watch CNN? Because that's the only place where you could watch CNN. No one actually puts CNN on in their house. Oh, in that's Israel. That's what just plays at the airport. Yeah, no one does that. No, in general in the United States even. The only the only time like the only time people will watch CNN is if they're at the airport and it's just like playing in the background because apparently there's a rule that like CNN has to be playing it at every airport. You go to the airport, you'll see on the televisions, they're always playing CNN. Um, and so I always feel bad when I go flying because I'm just contributing to the viewership of CNN. I always feel bad about that. But whatever, it is what it is.
1: Mm. Alright. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, but I can't fly right now because we've made it illegal to fly because even though the Omicron variant is essentially cold, um, we're not allowed to leave Israel unless we get special permission. And if we come back within three months, we have to pay a 5,000 shekel fine. So...
1: Ooh. Well... Yeah. Speaking of uh, paying money, lots of money. Yeah, <laughs> lots, lots of money. Of money.
0: <laughs> lots <laughs> paying of, lots of money. Lots
1: of lots of money. Um, so Elon Musk decided to sell some of his shares. I think it was ten percent of the shares of Tesla. It, and act, it's he's such a boss. I mean, it's so funny. He's instead of deciding himself to to sell his stocks he goes to twitter and asks everyone he's like guys you know what you know i just have all these shares and i just don't know what to do with them what do you think i should do should i sell them and then there's a poll of you know there's a vote yes or no and everyone voted yes okay and uh he was like okay great and he goes and sells all his share like hit 10 of his shares
0: He's kind of like the what the like, you know, those white guys in those infomercials where they're, they're always messing up things and Elon Musk is holding like $10 billion in Tesla stock. He's like, oh, I can't balance all these Tesla stocks. <laughs> and then it falls on him. He goes, oh, no. And I say like a white guy because he's actually African-American. He's actually the richest African-American. So I want to point that out. But uh, the big story is that Elon Musk I was imagining, you know, what went down when he was applying
1: to university.
0: Oh my God! Well, <laughs> <laughs> African American. You know, I should I should have done that. Maybe I would have gotten to Harvard if I would have said I was a, like, who would have stopped me? Like, you know, I would have said like, oh, I'm from South Africa, bro. Like, you know, come up with the fake I mean, that af- was accent. a court case.
1: I mean, that actually happened where they used to say like, oh, are you African American? And someone says, yes, I am African American, but he was, and they're like, no, you're not. You're white. And there was a whole court case and stuff like that. So now on um, applications, they changed it. They don't say African American anymore. They say, you know, black, and then they put in parentheses what it all means.
0: But, well, can't you just be like trans black? Can't you just be like transracial, bro? I don't like know. I don't know how this stuff works. Like, I just identify as black, you know? Anyways, but Elon Musk takes down Elizabeth Warren on Twitter. Savage. Elizabeth Warren starts up with Elon Musk on Twitter. That, that's, that's, that's. How all good stories start, my friend. And Elizabeth Warren starts saying, oh, we need more of these billionaires to pay taxes. And, uh, you know, they're not doing that. And then Elon Musk says, I pay $11 billion in taxes. It's like more than anyone else. And then he he just calls Elizabeth Warren a Karen. It's amazing. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I mean, one thing I could
1: definitely say about his success Part of his success is not just that you know he's a good businessman investor and intelligent person in terms of tesla spacex um and you know when he made paypal he's also his i think the key to his success was his role in social media he's basically an influencer and he has a big fan base because he's he's so because he's like this and controversial on you know different topics and you know he gets people to see him on twitter instagram and on social media you know he himself is a brand you know i don't think tesla would be
0: what it is without elon musk yeah i i kind of have to agree with that it's it's very interesting um and and elon musk also contrasts with a lot of these other billionaires in that a lot of these other billionaires are kind of nerd nerdy yeah, weirdos they're boring. It, it, They're boring. They're nerdy. It's like you watch them and you're like, I kind of want to hang them from a flagpole by their underwear in the local public school. You know, (laughs) like, like, have you ever seen Bill Gates? It's like, oh man, Bill Gates, you're such a goddamn nerd. But Elon Musk is so cool. Like, you don't always have to agree with him on everything, but he just, and yes, he does have like, he's on the spectrum apparently, but he's the only one that doesn't come off as being on the spectrum. I mean, he said it in, in an SNL skit. He said, "Yeah, he's done an SNL skit. I think he's like, he he made a good joke of it too. I think he was like the first like, what what was the joke? I, I don't the know, joke. remember the to joke. But he
1: didn't mention. I think he had that he said he
0: has Asperger's. Yeah, which is the most unfortunate name for a disease ever. I mean, if you Asperger's. do see
1: public, you know, when he does public speaking, he's it's, it's not the most fluid or it does sound
0: a little bit fine. Like, but he's not. But have you ever seen like?" I'm not saying it's a bad like, thing. It's just what it is. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing either. I'm just pointing out that he seems to have dealt with his, you know, usually, like, usually these disorders come with other disorders, like uh, social anxiety, things like that. And he seems to have dealt with it very effectively, even if you can still see it come out a bit. Whereas these other people, they're kind of just so nerds that don't know how to interact with people. have you ever seen mark zuckerberg he looks like a robot bro he looks like he came from outer space to destroy humanity
1: i actually hear that kind of (laughs) but um (laughs) no but it's not i wouldn't say more that oh okay that they're nerds and want to hang on a pole but i'm not saying that because i don't really think that but they they're they're not interesting or they're not interactive like what else does mark zuckerberg do-, do what else does jeff bezos do okay elon musk was like hmm you know what you know i'm going to start a company called the boring company where we just make stupid thing not stupid thing i mean just random things and you know see if they sell and he was like okay guys i made this flamethrower and it was like sold out <laughs> in like 5 <laughs> minutes okay <laughs> No, it's a true story.
0: (laughs) No, I know, I know. I remember the (laughs) flamethrower. Yeah, and it's
1: just like, you know, what other billionaire does that? It's just like, you know, that's what makes him fun. It's like, you know, hey, didn't investors come and say, hey, you know, why are we making a flamethrower? This could be, you know, an issue. People could get hurt. And he's like,
0: nah, it'll be fine. (laughs) Elon Musk, I think more than anyone else, is kind of what regular people imagine themselves to be if they had like just... Stupid amounts of intelligence and lots of money. Yeah. But also using memes as a
1: marketing tool. Like, yeah, that's also a big brand. Thing. It's incredible. So, for example, yeah. he said he decided to make his rocket ship in SpaceX pointy because of what they said in the Dictator movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's. The- it's true. He literally said it. He said yeah, it on a Joe. I didn't say it's not true. On a Joe Rogan podcast. You could look it up. Okay, he decided. He's like he he loves the dictator movie, and he decided to make his own rocket ship. pointy because of that.
0: Pointy. It's
1: okay. pointy. If you look yeah, at a Tesla, okay, all their models yeah. spells out sexy. Okay, the reason why the three is the reason why they made a model three instead of an e because the model e is already taken by Ford. So, fun fact,
0: oh wow, oh, I didn't know that, yeah, I did not
1: know that actually, yeah, so he couldn't huh. take that, so he just made a three, but it spells out sexy, and the Tesla Model S plaid is a reference on spaceballs. I don't know, he just uses all these different ref pop culture references, which also shows that you know culture has value, okay, and when you use it yeah. and when you use it to your advantage, you know it it shows I mean
0: his success shows that using culture you know is definitely a marketing tool i don't think tesla or spacex or any of these companies would have been nearly as successful if it was run by anyone else uh yeah because remember all these other companies that are very very successful that made their like founders like household names what the hook of those products were it was essentially a platform that people were allowed to be creative with, and that's why people remember them. But because, uh, because an electric car is not really a platform, it's a product, for Elon Musk to make money on it, he had to be very creative. He had to input the by himself the amount of imagination and, and spectacle that you'd get from millions of users using the product, Right. Yeah, Th- no. that's the way I see it, right? Like Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, they're all household names because people are creative with them. But Tesla is a household name because Elon Musk is creative with it. Yeah, no, and
1: you know you see it here, you, like you said, with the Twitter post with uh, Elizabeth Warren. So, for example, if this was, can you imagine um, Jeff Bezos, you know, responding like that to Elizabeth Warren or a def- or Bill Gates?
0: No, Jeff Bezos would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to do better. Please don't cancel me, blah, 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 blah. And 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 Elon Musk is just like, shut up, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Karen. I'm paying $11 billion in taxes. Oh, by the way, I'm going to Texas now. See you. Bye. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like, it's Makes- really rare. You don't see a lot of billionaires selling off their shares like that. I think he also kind of wanted to prove. I mean, first of all, his part of the reason why he, he sold his shares was because his stock options were. Expiring um in August of next year. So he had to sell them.
0: What does that mean in terms of like, like you're the you're the guy who understands more about this kind of stuff? So what what does that mean? Like I know his stock options were expiring. That means um, that I like he don't had to
1: know what that means. I need Oh. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know everything. So I actually I need to do research on that and what that means because stock oh are they stock options or are they actual stock options and what i mean by that is
0: <laughs> wait di- no like options is like options is a thing in itself or like are you saying like stock like the like the concept of options yes. so as like, in like the stocks or just he has like different options as to which stock he gets no so like, there's
1: you know. <laughs> so when you when you apply for a job at a company you know if right. it's publicly traded you can apply or you can request to get stock options from from them, and what that means is that basically they allow you to buy their stocks at a discounted price. Um, so essentially, you know, let's say your stock is at thirty dollars, you could get it at you know maybe twenty dollars. So when you're an employee, you can request stock options to get those, and then there's stock options where where you buy an option where it's where you have a stock and just to make things easier and to make things quicker. Okay. Basically a stock option is you're buying a contract
0: saying that you have a hundred shares. Oh, it's like, it's what they did with GameStop. Yeah, the people did with GameStop. They were they were buying the the people like the people in the finance company were buying options on GameStop. They were saying that it's valued too high, yeah. so they were betting against GameStop. And then the people on Reddit called their bluff. Yeah, and then so you're so made you, them you're
1: buying a contract saying you have a hundred shares, and these contracts have expiration dates. Okay, so oh, if okay. it's talking about those stock options, then okay, that makes a lot more sense. That there's an expiration date in August. Um it says here that he was getting paid in those stock options, so if it's so it makes so now that I'm thinking about it, okay, it could be those type of options yeah prob- that probably makes a lot more sense just thinking about that yeah, so that's probably what it is, so he decided to sell some of his uh shares um but i was always but I was also wondering if uh he was also trying to make a point in terms of you know. He wanted to show people that billionaires can pay uh, taxes because like they because like I said once before, usually billionaires um, take out loans using their assets as collateral. And that's how they kind of make more money. And then the interest they're earning off their off their spending or, you know, their other investments usually offsets the interest they owe um, from what they took out from the bank.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he was making more of a point. Like, at this point, like, did you see that interview with him where he was talking about Build Back Better, actually? And he was saying that he thinks that the government should cut entitlements. And he was like saying this entitlement should be cut, that entitlement should be cut. He's very libertarian. And it, he he's not, he's not an anarchist. He points out that he's not an anarchist. But he makes a point to say that government usually fails at what it does and he essentially said like listen you know we don't need this program we don't need that program you know 11 billion dollars in my pocket even if he even if he spent it on a big house for himself would be a better way to spend the money than the way the government would and he actually said that to elizabeth warren he said like don't spend it all at once oh wait you already did right <laughs> you already you already did and yeah that makes sense because the american government just spends i think like how long does it take for the American government to spend a billion dollars?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know the actual numbers, but, uh, you know, probably very quickly. I think it's like
0: a, it's like, I think it's a day or whatever. I don't know. So it like takes like a week and a half for them to spend like $11 billion. Like, can you imagine what you could do with $11 billion? That would be way more effective, way more useful than anything the American government would spend it on. Yeah.
1: But... You know, I think it's also, you know, to prove a point saying that, oh, now you can't really
0: say that billionaires don't pay taxes because here I am paying taxes. Um, Which is great because the entire the entire way the Democrats kind of sell themselves is that the Democrats don't pay taxes. It's the little man. It's, they're paying taxes. And I think that while it's true to a certain degree, I think there's an attitude amongst regular people, not the Democrats regular people, that yes, billionaires make a lot of money. And yes, they maybe don't pay taxes the same way that we regular people do. But at the same time, they also create a lot more. So we're willing to give them that leeway. And as long as they behave responsibly with their money, we're okay with them having more of it. And I think this is Elon Musk trying to take that attitude and mainstream it on the internet. Because the internet tends, especially on Twitter, where, where he's very active, you'll find that a lot of the people there don't have that attitude. They don't have this kind of, you know, I don't want to say pro-billionaire, because I'm not pro-billionaire. I'm just, I'm indifferent to billionaires. I'm just, like, in my opinion, the government's no better than a billionaire, so I don't care if the billionaire has the money or the government has it, as far as I'm concerned. At least the billionaire is using it for something useful.
1: Yeah, so, um, um... But uh, yeah, wow, um, billionaires, I would love to be a billionaire, wouldn't you? So freaking bad, <laughs> buy all the things I never had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, he's paying $11 billion, but it says here that...
0: No, it, he, he paid $11 billion in taxes last year. It's this year. If he's getting it's he's not sorry, no, it says here Must has sold off
1: fourteen billion worth of Tesla stocks, yet they're taking eleven billion. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, don't they usually have guys to help them out, kind of sort this stuff out and help them get through every tax loophole possible?
1: You're right, but I mean, I don't think this this is a this is a capital gains. This this is kinda unavoidable. Um, but the reason why he's doing it this year says instead of next year is because he's afraid that they're going to pass the the what we were actually just talking about the build back better which would in would which would inc- tax yeah which would you know inc- unrealized capital gains either that or just even if it's not that you know just taxes in general would just be higher so he just doesn't he rather pay the taxes
0: now which when it's lower than when it's higher because but wouldn't it be better if he had the stocks and he Kind of just allowed it to appreciate in value thanks to inflation. Um,
1: you're saying because since it's due in August, it's in a few months from now, so he could have made more money by
0: keeping He keep- could have made more money, even if he would have made more money anyways, if he would have kept it for the next 20 years. It thanks to inflation, he's well, probably he gonna make off like a bandit.
1: 20, I mean, some of it he couldn't keep anyways because it was expiring in August. Um,
0: oh, okay, so- yeah, that makes sense he had to sell it off anyways but but he's not selling off his stock he's selling off he's selling off his stock options is what you're saying that's what it sounds like um, it is because if it was just a stock I would say there's no reason to like it wouldn't help him if he sold it off now versus in 20 years in fact because it's not cash it's actually better unless he plans on investing it in Bitcoin or something I don't see how he's making off better than he would have had he just kind of kept it as a stock. Maybe he just doesn't think his company is going to do well. I don't know. No, no. If
1: no, if you Tesla would have plummeted if he thought it wasn't going to do well. It's not the reason. That's why you don't see CEOs selling their stocks because the moment uh the CEO sells some of their stocks, then the automatic, you know, thinking is, "Wow, he must if he's selling his stocks, he he definitely doesn't believe in his com- his company. And if he doesn't believe in his... But if
0: you sell the stock options, that's not the case, is what No, it's
1: just Elon made it
0: clear that's not the reason. Oh, okay. So he said on Twitter, it's not because the company isn't doing well, he just wants to sell stock. But couldn't he just be full of crap? Um, maybe, I don't know. I yeah. mean, he is
1: human, so I mean, he definitely is, but... I guess I guess we all are, aren't we? I mean, uh, anyway. yeah, technically, yeah.
0: Except for me. I'm always telling you the truth. Nothing that comes out of my mouth is a lie. It's amazing. No, it's I mean because
1: we actually all produce shit.
0: So that that's, that was the joke. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever, speak bad joke. For yourself. <laughs> speak for yourself. My poop goes to another dimension. <laughs> I don't sit on the toilet. Cause speak for yourself. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so I think that's Actually, it. Actually,
1: before we go, I wanted to just clarify something because I made a mistake about what we said before about options. So I went ahead and did some research and basically we mentioned before how it could either be an option could either be, you know, employee stock options where an employee gets um stocks from the employer at a discounted price or it could be the a regular stock option, uh, not a regular option, where you have a contract that represents a hundred shares. So, I mean, I was saying before that it was the second one, but that's actually not correct. It is the first one that I mentioned, where you are an employee or CEO or an executive, and you get. As a bonus, or you get, you know, the company gives you stock options and it's usually at a discounted price. Now, I didn't know this, but I was reading online that there is actually an expiration date. So, mandated by US tax rules, unexercised employee stock options expire 10 years from date of grant and are absorbed back into the company. So, this actually makes perfect sense because. Elon Musk got his stock options in 2012 and they're exp- and they're expiring in August 2022, which is 10 years later. So that actually makes perfect sense and I apologize for the mistake I made before, but I just wanted to um, make sure that I was not giving the wrong information and that I was um, giving the right information. So that is what stock options are. And also going back to what we were saying before about Elon Musk selling the stocks and how it doesn't plummet, when when CEOs or executives do sell their stocks, um, I don't th- he's not the only one. They also don't sell it all at once. Because like I mentioned before, if they sell it all at once, then it's going to plummet. But they sell, they say they're gonna sell it, but then they sell it over time so that it doesn't, you know, just make the entire price just fall so i just wanted to clarify those few things so thank you for joining us and uh, that is it for this week's episode tune in on youtube google apple spotify stitcher audible and any other podcast platform we hope you have a good rest of the week and we look forward seeing you next time